interesting for the gaming world. Yeah, bro. There's a lot of cool things happening in the gaming world. But on the music world, I actually want to show you the music that I actually want you to hear. For sure. Because drum and bass is coming back. Mm. Yeah, man. When you told me about the Fox dropping, I mean, dropping. Fox Stevenson dropping some heat. Yeah, I still haven't heard it, by the way. Oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna hear it now. We're gonna do like a couple of reactions of these each of these songs you, that I got. Can you do that on um on a uh, on Zoom? We're gonna try it right now. Hold on, let me see. No, no, no. I meant like in the like when you put it on the podcast. Like oh. you're not gonna get copyright strike. Uh, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm actually gonna like basically play snippets. Play well, not play snippets. Hold on. Okay. Hold on, hold on. What I'm going to do is that I'm actually going to cut the audio of the of the music and you're just going to hear our reactions to it. That's oh. what I'm that's what I'm putting. And then once the music is out, then we'll re we'll react about it and talk about what we think and what what we think about it, you know? Sure, man. But not going to do this. Yeah, not going to do the whole song because, yeah, you're right. You get copyright out of it. So hold on. So I believe the way I did it. Nothing. You didn't hear nothing. Oh. Motherfucker. I thought that would work. Let me see. I mean, I could just listen to it on my end. What's it? Let me go to Spotify. Is it on Spotify or is it SoundCloud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find it on SoundCloud or Spotify. Hold on. Fox, right? We're doing Fox first? Yeah, Fox. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Just let me know what songs. I mean, what's So the called? first one, I want you to look at Fox like that. Like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play now. All right. I fist bump Jesus. That <laughs> uh, you you can hear what I'm listening to. Yeah. What? How? Probably your microphone is picking it up. Oh. Also, it wasn't like the good. The it was just like you you hear it out loud. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. For the microphones. Jesus, my headphones that loud as fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna blow my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was a really good song. Holy crap. That. I mean, and that that got released like two months ago or something like that. And it's like a weird transition because it felt so, so energetic. And when you get to the job, it's just like a cool, smooth sound yeah. out of it, man. And I'm noticing a lot of people um, are doing stuff like that. Like what? Like simple? Like yeah, like they, they give you an energetic style and vibe and whatnot. When they, and then when they get to the drop, they go like plucky style drops. They right. go boom, 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 boom. Like, and that's not on drum and bass or Fat Stevenson in particular. That's like on every other song lately I've been listening to right. that they're doing that style of drop. Maybe it's something new, a new wave of style that they're trying to do too. Like you hear it a lot, um, mostly on the festival traps and whatnot. Jump up drum and bass. Yeah, bro, that is so nasty, man. Talk to me. Hey, listen to this song called uh, "Raise Up the Raise Up the Pressure" by Dominator. You played it? Oh wait, wait. You want me to? I, I for you could hear it good. You you search it out for you. Oh okay. I don't know if you're gonna listen. I I don't know if you can hear know, it. That's okay. I already heard. I've heard this song a bunch of times. <laughs> Hold on. What's it called? Raise the pressure. Oh, wait a minute. I can listen to it right here on my on my other computer. It's, I have it right here. Nice. So you Ooh. can actually listen. Not a good quality, but raise up. Yeah. Raise up. Uh, Raise up the pressure. And it's by Dominator. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's one of the things that pop on over here. 
I personally like the first drop more just because it's simple, but still that whole song. That's that yeah. That style is fire. How you found this song? Damn, November two two thousand seventeen. Damn. Yeah, jump up, jump in bass is pretty old, man. Um, but I started getting into it probably like I wanna say like two years ago. And I stopped listening to it, but a year ago I I saw I heard a set and they were throwing that stuff down. And I was like, man, you know what? Let me look into more of these artists and artists. And it's, it just gets wow. free. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look up more into this. According to their comment section, it looks like the guy is like, oh, yeah, he passed away. Passed away. Damn. Rest in peace to a legend. That shows. That's nasty. Yeah. Well, I listened to um, the Rampage, you know, the festival Rampage. Yeah. Dude, they do some crazy ass sets with drum and bass. Fucking I rem- yeah, bro. Rampage always does the biggest, gnarliest sets with um bass music. I always see I want, them. I want to go to one of those. Well, where is it in Belgium, right? Or somewhere out in Europe? I have no idea, dude. Because I know it's for sure over there, somewhere over there. Because oh, I know Josh and Pat go yeah, there. Right. Like, yeah. like the whole disciple crew goes there. And I know Fox Stevenson goes there as well. I mean, yeah. I know that the whole spin is a, like a base festival capital. Like, you know, like in North America, we got Lost Lands. Europe, they got Rampage. Something like that. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. I'm uh, going to the locations. It's Belgium. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, that's like the base capital. Yeah, it's uh, Fox Stevenson still in uh, Disciple? Yeah, he's still signed with them. It's just like... um. He's just focusing more on his band style of music, you know, because that's what that's what that's what he's good. I mean, he he actually does a lot of music, so but he's still signed to Disciple for you know for any dub sets or collaborations that they want to do and whatnot. It's like, hey, we need a song from you. It's like, all right, cool. Let me make a song. Boom. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. So I you mean, just- I mean, they can't say anything about it because that guy is always busy and he's very good. And obviously he's very humble. Yeah. I attended I attended one of his workshops and he was just like he couldn't oh, really? be yeah, he could not be one of the nicest person ever, man. Damn, that's very cool. he- very helpful. Um I told him that I knew Johnson Pat and he's like, "Ah, oh, I love those guys. I haven't seen them in a while." I, I gotta I we have a collaboration or something that we we gotta do yeah I got <laughs> I always I always have a collaboration with everybody in disciple there's just like something new with them it's like whatever it's get released get released like I'll still play yeah <laughs> but he's making music with everybody just like virtual Riot is making music with everybody and Josh and Pat doing hey have you heard of speaking of Josh and Pat have you heard Pat's um sample drum sample pack no I have not um, I know I released. I just haven't gone through the samples yet. It's good. It's really I know. I, I've good. heard some good reviews on it, man. Like I actually, I told Pat, like, dude, I'm switching all my kicks to all my projects to your kicks because it just sounds so on point. And obviously, because Virtual Riot basically helped him engineer it. Yeah. So you know, it's actually on point. I mean, it got to be number one. Yeah. For. Sure for a month before barely alive released their sample pack and then they knocked them out yeah obviously i knew barely alive was gonna because uh, because everybody wants to sound like barely alive basically the other way around virtual riot it's because um virtual riot didn't like virtual riot helped engineer pat's drumming 
okay. And he there is a couple of uh gnarly growls or bass glitches and stuff like that that they did. But you know, that's like that's that's not the main focus. Main focus is a drum pack. Drums. That's what it is. They just did it just to sell a little bit, you know. It makes sense, you know. And obviously yeah. having Virtual Riot on the name, you know, it helps Pat a lot for it. Yeah. But shout out to Pat and Josh, bro. Yeah, man. Shout out to them. Big things, boys. Big things, boys. Uh, what was I going to say? Dude, what's the other drum and bass song then? Uh, Fat Stevenson, Don't Care Crown. Oh. Yeah, that's the one. Song you're just listening, cruising. Yeah. Jump. I like it. I mean, don't don't care. Crown is probably like the, my favorite of his music so far, of his latest. I mean, yeah, bro, it's it's explosive enough of of DMB, bro. It's like, yeah, I it's so exotic. That's what I love about it. I fuck with him on his dubstep, but I fuck with him more on his drum and bass. His drum and yeah. bass, something about it is just next level. Yeah, for sure, man. And he he just kills it. He knows how to do it. He knows I mean, how to do it. I mean, he's a guy that has worked with Noisha before. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know about it until he he mentioned it before. I I, rem- I forgot where he had mentioned, but yeah, he's worked with Noisha before. So uh, I mean, somebody yeah. who learns from Noisha is like, Shh. yeah, yeah, that's huge, man. So um, let's talk about who who who'd you say again? Pendulum, bro. Rob oh, Swire, the other, the the original knife party, basically. Yeah. Ten he, he years. Left, he left the band or he just was doing his own thing on the side? No, I mean, him and the bass player of the band, they did their side project, Knife Party. And when Knife Party got way bigger than it should, yeah. you know, they, they went on, on as Knife Party. But once in a while, they go back again and do Pendulum and... The, D, the, the DJ of Pendulum does DJ gigs here and there. And then once in a while, they did a live. They do, they have done a live band. I think it was last year or, or the year before they did it in London. Like basically all the, the all the members, KJ yeah. Swaka, Rob Sawyer and Gareth and then the DJ, like all of them, they were all in Matt. And I saw that live performance in London. I was like, yeah. incredible. But they were a big band, right? They still are. Yeah, they still are. This it still are. They still are the band, and and now they just released a their first singles since oh, wow. immersion album. That's the witchcraft and water color oh. songs. Like that was ten years ago. Since oh. twenty since twenty ten. That this is the first song since that since them. That's nuts. Holy and, crap! And the album itself was known to be the best album in their discography yeah i can see that yeah because they have three songs that are the most popular yeah watercolor witchcraft and crush and obviously there are a few here and hidden gents here and there but those are like the island the oh yeah the island bro yeah the island the island that's one and yeah i remember that when they did that last um they have two singles yeah just two singles nothing for free and driver yeah Huh. I love it. I love both of them. It's like, damn, bro, they never lost touch of it. Like, they still got it because um, Driver is that fuel, powerful drum and bass that everybody knows about Pendulum. Like, that's what Pendulum is. And then Nothing for Free is like a 
kind of a of a slower tempo of the drum and bass, like in the I think it's in the one fifty dubstep style, but oh, okay. it's still drum and bass. And him singing along, it's just like wow, bro! Like you still got it, you got it. <laughs> Rob Sawyer. He's 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 my idol, bro. He's the OG. Wow. All right, let's check it out. Driver's coming up. All right. yeah. Woo! My God. <laughs> Oh, cool. What are your thoughts? For sure, Driver is my favorite. Yes, mine's uh, favorite. But they, they both each have their own time. You'll listen to it. Yeah, Definitely. Driver is a energy booster. He want to go on a <laughs> three mile run or something like that. You, you run that. up, yo, go run up the hill, bro. Go, yeah. go, go <laughs> run to that hill and reach to the top, bro. Yeah. If you're just cruising on a road trip or you're, you're just going through something, <laughs> nothing for free is really good. And it's very good. Like both of them are good. Just like you say, they're good in their own way. Yeah. Overall, and, it's it's great though. Bro. Uh, super clean. Super, super clean. Su- like this dude, I tell you, Rob Sawyer is like the... If there's, you think Skrillex is big? I consider Rob Sawyer the biggest. Because he's probably the one who has fucked with every other EDM genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was from from uh, he's he's a live musician. He plays a band. He's the lead vocal of it. Mm-hmm. Like he plays drum and bass. He plays dubstep. He plays um house any genre of house. Yeah. And I saw I noticed that. He has cr- producer credits for Rihanna for uh, like a Rihanna song. What? Come on, no. Rude Boy, Rude Boy. What? You saw it, right? Producer credits, right? Yeah. What? Who would have thought? I would have never guessed it. I would have never guessed it. And Rude Boy happens to be a very one of those top level Rihanna songs. Yeah. Come on, rule, rule. A big time for Rihanna. That's crazy. That's how I know how I know how big Rob Sire is and how big he can be. And obviously he's be, he's the he's the lead singer for most of uh Dead Mouse's hit Dead songs like Ghost and Stuff and Monophobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like obviously he and Dead Mouse are homies, homies. I Dead Mouse hits him up like Yo, you can you can you sing on this song? Then he's just like, yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> let's make another hit. Let's make another hit, bro. Basically, yeah. That's how that's how big I consider Rob Swire is in the level of musical level as a musician, right. as a producer, as a live artist, as a lead artist, as a lead singer, as a DJ, mm-hmm. as an engineer itself. It's just like wow, bro. Like look at all these fucking titles that you got and yeah. I mean, the music, his music speaks for itself. Like, there, I cannot just like brag about it. I, I just can't like listen to it. Like, listen to those songs, listen to his old music, and you can compare and contrast. Like, bro, he has not lost his touch once. Like, you can yeah. gradually see like his level of musician out there. Granted, I had a higher hopes on Knife Party that than Pendulum. Pendulum never failed me, mm-hmm. so I never, I, I never expect much of pendulum right so i because pendulum basically never fails me right right night party has 
has failed me a couple of times. And yeah, with the latest album, right? Yeah, well, uh, the abandoned ship wasn't bad. I liked it. It was a good album overall. There's a good hit songs there. Begin Again is probably my favorite of the entire album. There's a couple dubsets here and there. And 404 is actually pretty good house songs. It's just like they went so left to feel to be from this well-known bass people from drum step, drum bass and dubstep to be full inch house and mainstream house. So that kind of like I kind of like lose lost hope with them on, on a knife party level because like shit, bro. Like I follow you guys because you guys were sick on your dubs. Like if you listen to their four, all four EPs that they ever release, and each EP has four songs. All of them are hit songs, are bangers. Each one, like you can remember you, all of them like shit. And then you and then you start hitting with the house scene and I guess they were trying to please the house, the mainstream media. But, you know. It didn't work out. I, didn't. I mean, I mean, they're still popping. Of course. They're still popping and people still love Life Friday, whether they're house or not. And obviously, they throw some of their classics in their life sets. But it's very vaguely. It's mo- mostly a house, uh, complex style house, you know. But Pendulum, that's why I, when I listen to that, it's like, bro, it's like, you guys never lost your touch when it comes to Pendulum. Like, you guys nailed it. Like, right in the coffin right there. I don't know, right? Sometimes I don't like when people go from, for certain genre and that you're well known a certain genre and then you take that direction. I get it that you have to evolve as uh, artistically, but like in the, in the sample of Fat Stevenson, yeah. in the case of Fat Stevenson, like, basically, he never left bass music. He stick with and he never left drum and bass. He still do drum and bass. He just went on on dubstep and people loved him more on dubstep. So he fucked with it a little bit and then he came back again right now into drum and bass. Right. And was obviously doing his life, life band on drum and bass and his album. His album's like kind of have a hipster vibe and stuff. It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. Not gonna lie. I like it. But again, Fox Stevenson never actually went left field completely just to please yeah. others. I felt that's what what Rob Swire did with Knife Party, like they he they went completely left field just to please crowds. I mean, but it worked. <laughs> it worked. What am I to say? Like it works. Yeah, it worked for them. It's still working. I mean, they still got their hit songs. I mean, the royalties are kicking in for them. So yeah. But now that they did this pendulum, like I want them to stay in pendulum. Like now, I'm just like, yo, stick with pendulum. Like, yeah. All right, cool. How many more of those drum and bass bands do you know of? Uh, bands? Like a band? Yeah, because the only ones that I know was Pendulum, The Chemist, and... Yeah, dude, I have no that's idea. It. That's yeah, it. That's it. I don't know any bands that do drum and bass. Those are like the two only bands that I know. Fox Stevenson does his live bands. So obviously, he'll put some drum and bass into it. But, you know, that's him. That's... Of course. But others like I'm it's just very curious like how these guys when you typically see them as a rock music band and they manage to put it more drama based into it. Yeah. And it works out. <laughs> We're on the topic of EDM. Yeah. These are, I made these in June. I just wanted to, for you to listen to them. Yeah. Any feedback. Absolutely. Yeah.
you could put this in the in the podcast for everybody to listen to. Oh, sure, for sure. It, so let's take a listen. Yeah, I hear it. You still here? Yeah. So it's gone, it's gone. Now we both moved on. Oh, that's la la life. That's la la life. That's fire. That's fire. That's fire. Thank you, man. That's fire. That's a very mid-tempo style. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Who who did the vocals? Uh, it's so spliced. That's why it's so short. Oh. <laughs> I, I edited like the reverb. So it's gone, it's gone. Now we both moved on. I love that reverb. Oh, that's the love life. That's the and this one I did like a little lead solo. I don't know how I can critique that very much because it's just overall amazing. Like that reverb. Yeah, I love that reverb. Yeah. That how you made those reverb on the vocals is just like it was literally on point, bro. I don't know how can I critique that because obviously I need to listen to the song itself through my speakers and headphones carefully in my car and I could give you more feedback to it. But for based off what I hear in so far, it's like it's fire. And uh I like that mid-tempo approach that you're going with. And it's, yeah, I, I've never listened much of Rez. But yeah. if Rez is on that direction of mid-tempo, you're on no, point. No, she's actually not. She's actually not. I, I thought, I, I remember the song wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, no, this is more like uh, synth wave. Like, uh, it sounds like the old school thing. Like, yeah, I fuck with it. I fuck with it a lot because I love how the last drop, you add that little melody into it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I loved it. Thank you, man. The only thing that that I wish I could fix, but the project is already messed up. Mm. I went in back and like, you know how your ears are fatigued and you start messing with a bunch of shit. So it's like trashed. But I wish the the mix would have been a little bit better. 
I'll, I mean, I guess I don't have, I'll have to, you have to send it to me. I'll listen to it on my own, on my car or here. And right. I can give you much more of a critique feedback out of it. But based on what I hear is just nasty. I mean, the drop itself is just, it's basically what, what, I, what I would expect on a mid-tempo. It's just the, the sound design and the simplicity out of it is good, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Everything sound design too, so. That's good, but always keep <laughs> make your own shit, bro. No presets. No, you can use presets. I'm actually going to drop a sample pack soon, so. What are you going to do the one that we did? You still have it? Oh, that's a, that's a sound bank. Remember for Splice? Yeah. I mean, for not Splice, uh, for Serum. <clears throat> yeah. You still have it? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I still have it. Um, The only thing is, I mean, I don't know if you want to release it. I feel like it's outdated now, though. When he listens to the sounds for like music and stuff, we could do it as a free thing if you're down. I can do it as a free thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind. I'll send them to you. Um, I just, I got, no, I actually do got them around have, oh, here. You have, you have them. Yeah. 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 Definitely check them out, bro. Yeah. Like um, release yeah. it for free. I don't mind for, for our listeners. If anybody wants some free presets, <laughs> just, oh, yeah. just grab them, guys. Like we don't care. It's, it's all good. Make make shit out of it. One thing I will say when it comes to presets, guys, um, I always encourage people that if they want to use a preset or they want to sound design using a preset, make sure that you actually destroy the actual original sound. That's a technique that I learned how to do when I was making some of my songs. If there's an actual sound that I love, 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 I just basically destroy it by resampling and throwing some other shit on top of another shit and on top of others more. Before you know it, the sound itself is just completely like, where did this sound came from? It's like, yeah. it came down from this. And I guess, I mean, I mean, you can still do it. I mean, you can, st but sometimes you lose the originality out of it. Maybe you definitely can get a new sound out of it. But the whole point of sound designing, like, and, and and I'm not throwing shade on anybody who uses preset or not, and I could give a shit whether you use it or not. Um, it all boils down to originality. Even if you're using someone else's preset and you're sound designing, that, that's the whole point of sound design. That you sound design whatever you can find. Like it's easy to do it as long as you your intentions or your vision of going somewhere and expand it even further or pushing the envelope or threshold even further more. To a yeah. point that it becomes like, holy shit, nobody's heard this. I created this. Wow. That's more of a, a satisfaction than just doing yeah. it for a preset. Preset can actually help you out once in a while, but it's not meant for. Yeah. It, I feel like it's good. Like when you want to just get the idea. Out yeah. Like and if the sound works, it works, whatever. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, it could go either way. Honestly, for me. I mean, I have no enough. I get, like I said, I got nothing against the presets. Please yeah. plunk uh, junkies out there yeah. that uses virtual rights presets all the time or the vengeance pack or cymatics, whatever. I just feel like, you know, even if you use those presets, you're not being very original about it. Of course. Of course. There comes a time where after a while, you're just like, all right, enough presets. Like, I want to make my own things. Yeah. And I like presets. If I get, I don't purchase any presets. I download it for free for any of these free samples or whatnot. Like, I, whatever I can get it for free, like I'll get it for free. You know, you know, legally, legally. Yeah. And we said it out there. You know, disclaimer. So when Cymatic throws their free legal, legal free shit, 
I yeah. download it, you know. Or or Rocket Power Sounds does their tutorial sounds, or Excellent Sounds does their tutorial sounds as well, and free preset out of it. Man, I love downloading those because I want to see the thought process that went through to make that sound, you know. And when they do it, uh, that's what inspires me to do sound design. And it's like, man, so they went this route. Let me reverse engineer and make another thing out of it. That's and that's true. another. That's another thing. Like uh, presets, I look at it as a starting point. Yeah, it's true. It I is. just don't like when people like say like, "Oh yeah, check out my drop," and it's basically a a preset that you you know what it is, you know where it came from. It's, it's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, you did you did that on your own, huh?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I did that on my own." It's like, oh, "All right, but but <laughs> with those cymatic sample packs and shit, I I hear in that song, but yeah, I bet." You did on your own. I remember when I um when I was with the Fired, they did a remix competition. And I hooked up and they did a oh do a remix collaboration. All right, cool. Uh, I collab with some dude randomly. His name is um Octobit. I think that was his artist name. Okay. And you know, it's like I told him, it's like I got Ableton. He's got Fruity Loops. Like, all right, here's what we do. Like. Do uh, what you gotta do. Do do a sample out of it, like, and then send me the stems, and I'll take it from there. So I worked on it, and so I heard of the drop. The drop sounds all right. Like, okay, cool. And I started asking questions, like, "Hey, did you make this drop?" Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, it sounds um a little bit uh phasey, yeah. And you know, it sounds like this and that. It's good. It's good. It's, but I just want to know if you actually sound design. Like, did you actually create the sound? It's like, oh no, no like I actually like started with a uh, sign menace process. Like, there it is. <laughs> I don't know if you notice it, but some of these sign menace presets, some of them face yeah. on purpose. Oh, on purpose? Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, I have noticed because a lot of people, because remember when Cymatics was coming up, it was like they were getting everybody that was just sound designing, you know, beginning. Yeah. And it's so easy to phase when you're sound designing, man. So easy. So I understand why they would, some of their older stuff would phase. Yeah, it was phasing. People know how to actually do it. Yeah, I noticed it quickly as, as I started messing around with some Cymatics. I was like, I noticed they did it on purpose. And maybe it's more of an educational purpose to like, okay, guys, like I'm giving you a, a sound, like mess around with it, clean it up or do something. Don't just like copy paste it because that's how you know some of these kids really didn't do the job. Yeah, that's when you notice like, okay, he used our preset, but he just slapped it. He didn't. He didn't clean up. He didn't notice that I face it, and he just like let it loose because it sounds good. Very sneaky from Steven and Drew. I noticed it. I noticed it. I never thought about that. And that's why I told the guys like, "Yo, it's phasing." Like, do you know that it was phasing? And he he didn't know how to clean it up, bro. He's just he didn't know. Yeah. So I was like, "All right, dude. So all right, let me do my version." So I took the the movement of the drops mm -hmm. and I basically did my sound design and I oof, I turned it heavy as fuck and I sent it over to him and he's like oh, I don't know about uh, like how uh, like uh, uh, I mean it sounds good it's like the job blah 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 it's like dude, dude dude let me put it this way these guys are gonna judge based of originality did you make this you didn't make this this 
came from a preset. So I had to mess around with the preset and I had to push the envelope even further so I can get from your original from your original idea and make it even better and much more less facey because it was it was all around. I had to put this on point and mastered it. Yeah. So if you're telling me this is not gonna work, I do do your do your own version then. Like whatever. After that, I dropped out because I was like, bro, I'm not gonna deal with these kids anymore. That they believe they know what they're listening, but they're even they they're not even doing the 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 work, bro. You're just basically slapping a present and that's it. Call it call it quits that day, you know? Yeah, true. It's sucks that you know you see that a little bit a lot in today's world. You know, they're trying to get to the shortcut. Yeah, they really are. I mean, how many people have we met that, that that's done that? Quite a handful, man. Quite a handful. And they're still not even where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And they always wonder why I haven't moved forward. It's like, bro, no originality, to be honest. Yeah. It sucks, bro. But hey, have you noticed about the virtual festival that Insomniac did the other day? Like, it was yesterday, and I think there's one today. No, I wasn't aware. What is it? So basically, Nitty Greedy, our boy, shout out, he went to Chicago to do a virtual festival. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it was a virtual festival because I know Modestep, uh, they went on their first drive through festival. Oh, sure. So right now, the EDN scene, how's it looking? It's shifting a little bit with having virtual festivals and drive through festivals in which like first come, first serve with your car, you park and you're staying inside the car. And you can see your show right in front of you. Right. Kind of like um like back in the days when No, no, was- yeah, I, I seen I seen videos of it. When yeah. the people were in the cars and stuff. Yeah. And then the other version is the virtual one in which you go to insomniac.com and you look for the for the TV, which pa- Pascal was doing that since the early times, but now he's having it on, on a le- full scale level festival. Yeah. Oh, what do you think? Like you think this is gonna be the future of EDM? Um, honestly, man, yes. Uh, for now, because this whole COVID thing is not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, I hope it does, but it doesn't look like it. So I think this is what it looks like now. It's literally gonna be virtual shows, right? Depending on how things, if the numbers go up, it's gonna be strictly virtual. Or if not, you know, little little shows here and there. Um, and definitely everything's just going to be more about releasing music. It's not going to be about shows, gigs, none of that. It's going to be just like, oh, is my music good enough? Are people actually listen, listening to it? You know I, mean? I, I, feel like, I feel like that's the, the scene now, man. Definitely took a huge dip. That's a scary thing to think about, but it's something that it's possible to happen right now in the mo- yeah. now moment. Honestly, I was thinking in the very beginning when this whole thing started, like I was like, man, if this thing keeps up for a while, one, all those event things are, they're going to go bankrupt. They're going to have to close. And um, dude, I honestly thought it was going to be the end of like the genre. Because you know how the genres die out and stuff like that. Yeah, I honestly thought, I was like, oh, okay, so I guess this is where it ends. But then they came out with the virtual um, shows, which was, was amazing. Uh, I know I covered this in an episode. I don't remember when. But I know that this is what's happening right now in today's world. And it sucks that our homies, yeah, they're they're losing their source of income, man. Yeah. Like, 
fought hard to get. And what's even scarier is that you know now that this whole virtual fin is a is a thing, it's gonna it's gonna go like um like pay per view. Oh, okay. I want I wanna I wanna be in this festival, you know. Then I gotta pay fifty bucks to get in to see this entire festival <laughs> on a screen. On a screen. Oh, I mean, I mean, that's like anything, like like a boxing, anything. Yeah, like basically, some I've seen videos, um, people's reaction out of it. Most of the time, they're in their rooms and they just jank up their sounds and turn off their lights and they they see their the show from the screen. Sometimes yeah. they actually do it in their living room and they jank up the surround system and obviously they have a fun. So obviously, there's a party inside. Yeah, uh, we're not encouraging to do parties because you know COVID shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, it, you know, like they're doing it. They, they're they going to go to that pay-per-view style. Yeah. And let me throw you something. They may actually push it a little bit more further and say a two-day festival virtually right. with 100 artists, such number. Right. And they're all going to be playing a separate, a several hours. Some of them are going to be like overbooked. I mean, double booked, you know, from, right. from one hour slot. And that one hour slot, there's like five different artists. And there's probably like, I don't want to see four of them. I only want to see one. And that's yeah. the one I want. What if? Okay. Yeah. Here you go. Listen, here you go. You pay for the artist that you want to see. Yeah. And that's step. it. Damn. Now, that's a lot of money to be made right there. This is a capitalistic um, country. Yeah. Anybody can make a buck out of nothing. I mean, shit, how much money does Lance Armstrong or many others did with the life strong wristbands? Do you remember those? Yeah. It was like a buck or two for a Livestrong band. And you've seen everybody wearing it. How much yeah. money do you think that, that motherfucker made out of that? Something so simple. Yeah. It, and I'm telling you, it may work. It is a possibility because obviously if you got a whole lineup, mm -hmm. let's just say, let me put it this way. Let's just say that you spend a hundred dollars for a two day festival in which you are allowed to see the festival. You know, you go to the website and you got all these artists and some, and then you have the option into like, I don't want to see this artist who's playing right now. Let me switch to another one so I can see the other artists on this stage. Like, oh shit, I like this. And then let me go back again to mainstream. Yeah. Or, like yeah, or pay 40 bucks on just watching one or two artists. Yeah. Just like as if you were already watching Sunset Music Festival costs $150 for two day festival general. Yeah. So imagine you pay a hundred. You just basically discount yourself 50 bucks. Yeah. Ultimately, it's almost the same as if you were going to the festival only in the is in your place. Yeah, and forty bucks or thirty bucks on to see one artist that have it's already happening like over here. It has been happening. How many times have we gone to space or club cinema and we had to pay like twenty bucks, thirty bucks to see one artist? Yes, yeah. that's true. It's gonna go to that direction. That's my biggest fear. It's gonna go to that direction, and then I'm gonna capitalize that. And and you know what? Other things that I may notice is that some of these guys, these DJs, are probably gonna get paid a whole lot less, and these guys are gonna get earn a whole lot more that's true i can see that happening because obviously you're not you're not paying in the whole entire staff or crew of hundreds 
hundreds to build uh, stage pods and and rent out CDJs and whatnot and LEDs. Like, no, all you need is 10 people, 20 mats yeah. to build up one stage and that's it. And it's not big. It's just a small with a couple lights and LEDs and whatnot. And you just got those people and that's it. And then DJ after DJ after DJ. Yeah. I kind of fear that I can see that and I'm going to push it even more. Listen to this. Let's just say that COVID is out. Right. We're done though with COVID. People can go back to normal to this shit. Festivals are opening again. Man, I don't want to spend again $150, extra 100 on a hotel rent, food, travel. I don't want to spend that much. Of course not. <laughs> How about we do it both ways in which now we give the option is like, I'm going to charge you $300 for a two-day festival on person, but I'm charging you $150 on your comforts of your own home. <laughs> How much you think people are going to go? Keep in mind. Keep, keep in mind. Yeah. Obviously, you've been stuck in your own home for a long time, but you got adjust to it. You got just to the idea and you saw how much money you've saved. Right. I'm staying home and watching all this shit. Mm-hmm. Now, you got the options. 300 on the tickets plus 100 more on traveling, tra- transportation, hotels okay. and food and whatnot. Exactly. Or 150 to stay home. See the, the two-day festival on your conference or your home. And spend like 20 bucks on your food or something, 30 or something, or you're up. And then you can just call the homies like, hey, let's split this. Yeah, of course. Obviously, people are going to be comfortable in that because obviously the budgeting of it, it just makes sense. You get me? But these people always find somehow and they, they, they get the money and they go to these shows back to back. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's just it goes back to being normal. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised either. I wouldn't be surprised either that it'll go back to normal and that, you know, this is what we got again. You know, everything's yeah. all good. And which I was, is, which is great because obviously these artists need to survive. Yeah. And I'm happy. I'll, I'll be happy if, if things go back to normal and then, you know, everybody can go back to the festivals. And I'm pretty sure some of the people like they rather like, bro, I'm tired of like watching it here. I want to see the real life. I want to interact with others. I want to be right there. I want the bass feeling in my face, headbang or dance away, shuffle and shit like that. Absolutely. And obviously it's all based on experience. You know, you know, the festival is all about sh- selling you the experience. It's not just about music. It's the experience in, in itself. That's why. But I do see that festivals do pick up and they're seeing and they're seeing numbers that people are watching and they're getting like going through on virtual, I can see like, you know what? Let's have them both. Let's do, let's have them both. Right. And if people, and if these festivals see how much the statistics are with people staying on versus people are going, bro, I'm pretty sure they're just going to like, yo, as long as they're making, as long as we're making money, keep it, keep it, keep it. I think they do both, bro, honestly. I mean, Ultra is doing the whole TV stuff and then in which, you know, they've done it on YouTube that yeah. we all saw all the sh- all their festivals in YouTube. But obviously, which Ultra should have done that to make up for the people who bought their tickets. 
you know how Insomniac did the EDC and all these festivals? Yeah. We should have done that, but whatever. I don't know. I feel I felt that's greediness in, in regards to Ultra. Not giving the refunds and you yeah. know, contemplate con- I don't know. I feel that that's greediness uh, at that point. At least a lot of fans. Huh? They lost a lot of fans with that one. Yeah, absolutely. Like if Ultra opens next year, I you can see that there's a sudden drop of how many people. It'll probably do the life and color effect, in which probably the biggest life and color festival is the one that you and me been. I've never been to life and color. You've never been? I could have swore you've been to Life of Color with me and DNA and and Big and Slim. No, no, no. Oh I, shit! I've been a big show guy. Like I don't, I never went. To that. What? Uh, so the way I noticed it is that I'm um, Life in Color every year starts to lower the quality, little by little, in the level and the amount of people. Weighing down, down to the point. To the point that it became uh, a show, a life in college show. It's no longer a festival. And remember last year they did a show, like had like one stage. That's it. Maybe maybe people are outgrowing the whole pain concept. Yeah, for Th- sure. That's definitely uh, an aspect. It was good while it lasts, but now it's just now they're struggling. And um, I feel like Ultra is gonna be going through that direction in which you know because of this whole COVID thing. People really saw co- um, Ultra's true colors, and now they're going to start losing their people little by little. Ultra's never going to lose the title of being Ultra, but oh, for sure, the no. fan base is going to like not going to be as, as it used to be. You know, they have to they had to please everyone from every genre for that for people to actually go there. And they had to do something extra for people to come back but after that, like. Yeah, after this, like, nah, it's pretty hard. It's going to be hard, but like I said, man, I feel like at the end of the day, they're always going to have those diehard fans, and it's just, uh, yeah. Everybody's just going to play everything behind the rug, I mean, under the rug, and they're just going to go party. Just like, yeah, just like any other else, like, if you have those hard, uh, hardcore life ha- fans, you know, there's always going to be. And those hardcore fans are always going to bring friends, and they're going to convince them, like, yeah. hey, you know, screw it, man, it's still ultra, blah, 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 and then. They bring their friends. It's fun and fun. Yeah, some. I mean, it happens. Yeah. But yeah, man. To end the topic on that, man. I really, I really hope it gets back to normal for financial sake of every artist. But I don't know, man. The way it's looking, though, it's gonna be like this for a while. And, and we're talking about not, we're talking about not even a year. Like it's gonna go over over than that. It's not looking pretty. And yo, I just feel bad about some of the, our homies that are struggling because that's their basic source of income. It's been like what more than six months without a, a decent paycheck. They've just been living off royalties, I'm guessing. Exactly, and I explained this to a uh, to an and one of my earlier episodes, like the way how EDM artists EDM artists make real money. Their basic source of income is between merch and touring. That's their main income because. Out of a song, we can make a song, but we don't make a buck out of it. And and if we do, like, we won't get the money like right away. We get it like a year after, and yeah. and we're not getting like the full amount. Man, we get something like a hundred bucks out of it, and that's like a, hip EDM producers. Even though they're like amazing producers, they don't make as much as a hip hop producer or trap producer. Like, and those guys don't know 
music free at all. They don't make a full fledged song. They just know how to make a beat and they give it to the artist. Yeah. It's the irony. Well, some of them do. There's a lot of them that actually, you know. I mean, if you're comparing to Timbaland, obviously, uh, that guy's genius. And Dr. Dre is like, obviously, they know music theory and they know their shit. But I'm talking about, you know, those regular ass people. Hey, yeah, yeah. Like the typey. Yeah. Like you can tell like it's a it's the same same beat and the same key. Yeah. I get you. I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely on the EDM some people don't make that much money, man. It sucks. Virtual shows and that's it, bro. And doing private tutoring. Some of these guys are just doing private tutoring like crazy and they're charging like a hundred bucks. I know some people actually buy like purchase it because it's like, bro, this guy's made it. I want to learn from the guy who made it, you know? Yeah, man. Definitely. But that's why it, right now, man, if it's longer than a year, bro, gonna, people are going to have to find other ways to make money to <laughs> start business or something. Straight up. Because I know some, some of the homies, um, not kind of foreseen this, but they, they've they already like make other side hustles on the side, like tutoring sample packs, and they some of them actually do Lyft and Uber, you know, shit like that. Which streams too that they get donations. Yeah. And now they're now they're doing the whole YouTube aspect of Twitch and whatnot, trying to make money out of it. I mean, look at fucking Marshmallow. Marshmallow has millions of dollars, and now he's making like Twitch shit all the time, man. Because you know, I have no idea. Doctor Ozzy does the, his YouTube video shit. Oh yeah, yeah, but he's been doing it even before. The but but that's that's but that's the thing. He's already been established in YouTube. Like he already has a fan base in which people know that he's gonna be there because he actually made it an establishment. Some of these people are starting to build up and started to do something out of it. You yeah, know, exactly. I don't know, bro. It looks it lo- the future of EDM looks very green and. It's going to get to the point in which these labels, like, why am I investing a lot of money in you? Yeah. Like. They're just going to drop them. I mean, I don't, I don't know if, if, if it's going to drop. I don't know if they're gonna, if the labels are actually good with the artists. They got a good relationship. I don't know if they're going to drop them, but I'm pretty sure that financially, the yeah, contracts yeah. is is basically a free song. Like, we're. Remember, at the end of the day, the labels, the only way they've always made money is just streams you get me or yeah. like record sales and stuff like that so i feel like that's never going to change because even during covid people are still streaming music you get me mm. it doesn't affect like if people do shows and stuff like that right that only that only affects labels that are also like managements like for example disciples disciple is a label uh and it manages artists right so those type of things are yeah affected because people are not making i mean doing shows but they're still getting a stream income you get me Obviously, it's not a lot. Not a lot at all. And that's actually, uh, just to get a little bit off topic, that's actually something that I saw a video on and I saw an article, but I didn't read or watch none of them, that um, the owner of Spotify was getting a lot of heat because artists were standing up and being like, hey, listen, man, I need to start getting paid more than 0.001 cent per play. Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of artists were like... Couple months ago, they were standing up, being like, "Hey, listen, I need to start getting paid more per play because the amount that I get paid right now is ridiculous." Because I think for Spotify, I think it's point zero zero one or point zero 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 one cent per play. 
Jesus. So imagine how much you need, how many plays you need to just to make a hundred bucks, bro. If it's a hundred plays only, just a hundred plays divided by point zero zero one, you need to just to make a hundred bucks, you need a hundred thousand plays. A hundred thousand plays just to make a hundred dollars. Yeah. If I remember the number correct. But yeah, it's something like and that. that's not and that's that's not just Spotify we're talking about. We this probably goes with um with fucking uh Apple Music, Amazon Stream, and uh YouTube. I, I think I think I'm not sure. I know title plays um a little bit more. A little bit more. I don't know how much stuff, but no. Damn, bro. See, I knew I was on point on this, bro. Like I knew it. I knew it. And I explained this on the episode in which I knew how little we get on music, bro. Especially <laughs> Yeah, but some of these people don't know. They realize like, oh, I'll make an EDM banger, bro. I'm being and they they don't know, bro. Like people that are not in the industry. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They don't know. literally all your money comes from shows and merch. It's literally like 70% shows, 20% um merch. Merch and then 10% uh what's it called? Uh, stream the music streams royalties royalties yeah yeah uh, though and I explained it like yo what's per EDM per EDM per EDM yeah because rappers they charge for feature so they make more money like that ah, absolutely somehow these rappers actually make a whole lot of money on just yeah some big ones they could charge up I mean minimum I've seen like twenty five thousand. <sighs> For for sixteen bar verse. Oh, I've seen a hundred. Oh yeah, for sixteen bar verse, I've seen. Um, I've seen producers earn potentially a hundred G's. Um, yeah. on these big artists, we're talking elite artists. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, yeah it's, I've it's seen. Pe- I've seen ten G's per bars, something like that. because yeah. it's not only like you know I mean you're you're putting their name on their on your track, so. Obviously, gonna cause attraction. Yeah, but bro. It, those people make money, man, because they get uh, they get uh, what's it called? Um, they get money from the label. They charge per feature, and rappers they only have to worry about writing the lyrics, and then most of it, it's all the same, but it's just recycled. You get me? Right. So they 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 make songs after songs, songs after songs. Right. And that just adds up. You get me? And I, I've noticed every EP or mixtape or album they drop. Yeah. Everything they always do a tour behind that, which I think every every EDM artist should be doing that too, man. Yeah, every EP or album you do, do it with do time, it. plan it out. Even if you have to book your own shows, you get me? Like just do the shows, and people are gonna you know listen, and they're gonna go, they're gonna go. Yeah, yeah. They actually, um, yeah. I mean, Drake does that a lot. If anybody knows, you know, like Drake, oh, yeah. every time he drops an album, there's an there's a tour behind that album. Basically, it's to pay off all, yeah, pay off the uh, the labels and the producers and the engineers that were part of it. Obviously, that's part of it. Yeah, they want to get rid of the debt fast because remember the label just it, they just loan you the money. They don't you have to pay them back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they trying to like, hey, listen here, here's your money, here's your part. Now whatever's rest is mine. Start banking off it. Exactly. We're talking uh, like nasty money, man. <laughs> like a buttload of money like we're talking in the millions range you know depending on the artist yeah but i do know zomboy does the rock and roll tour oh okay yeah yeah he's actually one that does it um 
I know who. Okay, go on, go on, go on. I'll say this later. Phase one, they dropped his album and he did his transcendency um tour with featuring that. That was his feature on the album. Okay. Uh, I know someone that we do know um did a tour. Oh, the GTA tour. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. did the good times. The good times. Uh, ahead tour. Yeah. Like they did that. They did a tour based on their, you know, their name or their or their EP songs that they were releasing. You know. Yeah. Uh, I know there's someone that you know. It's yeah. You're absolutely right. Only a few selective artists. Only a select artists drops an EP and or a series of EPs or an album and makes a tour out of that. Uh, I think I, if anybody who does it better is probably Excision. Oh, for sure. He has his own festival. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Shambhala mixes, the the Paradox tour. Yeah. That, that was based on his album and that was like the known to be the biggest tour he did. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like it all falls in the the mindset of the artist because mm-hmm. when like obviously it's hard for little artists but small rappers do it too but you just got to think of it because obviously if you want to do the tour it's going to come out, out of your pocket yeah and yeah. obviously people they barely make enough you get me yeah so I, I just think it's, it depends on the mindset of the artist that does it because there's sometimes like oh man I don't want to waste that much money instead of thinking like oh damn I'd rather invest this money because I know it's going to make me more money in the long run you get me so yeah, I think yeah. that's that's the problem with a lot of the artists. Either they have that mindset or obviously they just can't afford it. Right. But I, I definitely think they should be doing something bigger than just releasing the EP, man. For any small artist that's trying to do anything. Even if it's a giveaway. The f- uh, 10th person that posts something about listening to my EP, you get something. Blah, blah, blah. I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. That's There's a lot of, a lot of money to be made. In I mean, it, I don't know. Yeah, you just have to plan it out, you know. There's 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 ways to make money. There's ways to do this. It's just, just yeah. to survive off it. <laughs> yes, to survive. I gotta enjoy it. Uh, that's another aspect that like, you need to enjoy it as well. You know, you can't be doing this just to the goodness of your heart. You know, because if you're not feeling it, then you know why you're doing it. Yeah, of course, of course. And it's very great. I don't know. I right now I don't see people like going for that direction right now. Obviously, with this, yeah, yeah, that's why it's 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 hard right now. EDM. Yeah, and I don't know how. Like I say, we don't know how long this is gonna be. No idea. And festivals like Insomniac, I'm gonna milk the whole virtual thing as much as possible. For sure. <sighs> it's just very green, man. Now, I mean, it sucks, bro. And our homies have to suffer. Our homies that are not from here, that they are on a visa, they have to suffer a lot. They cannot even like apply for a job, a temporary job in the meantime to pay off some stuff. Like, no, because they're here in the country legally to work on one certain thing. If you're not doing that one certain thing, then you shouldn't be here. Yeah. And I think uh, it's a working visa. It's like even more expensive now. Yeah. Now, oof, it's ridiculous how much it is right now. Like now, because uh, they basically shut off uh, the borders all around. Like they're not doing international flight out of it. Only if if they're gonna deport people, but that's pretty much it. They're not they're not accepting people from Europe or other nations. Not even, bro, even the Canadian border is closed. Mexico border is closed. Damn. Yeah, bro. Right now. The only one the only ones that can come over here is Hawaii, Puerto Rico, and Alaska. 
those are the only free places that you can travel to the states. And then obviously any state from another state, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks, man. Uh, it sucks on this COVID. That's what it is, bro. Yeah, this COVID sucks. Bro. Yeah. Well, we're gonna wrap this up, man. It's been we've done yeah. this for whew, two hours. You know, thank you very much. Of course, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for for coming, and it was very good talk with you, bro. Yeah. As always, um, plug yourself out. Put your social medias out. Uh, my social media is uh, it's Celts underscore official, but as of right now, I'm not really active on it. I'm just off social media right now. Damn, bro. We didn't even talk about that. And that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. I mean, if you want, we could do it for next Sunday. Right? We, we can go more in detail. Actually, I'll be down for next Sunday. Yeah. All right. Let's do it then. Let's do it, bro. So any, anyways, guys, thank you for listening. And remember, every week it's a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So be sure to like and subscribe to you get your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and also at my YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com. So comment down below to share your thoughts. Let me know what you guys think about us. And if you got any other topics, let us know and we'll be more than happy to discuss it for the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys at the next one. Deuces.